Ladies and gentlemen, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Droid Entertainment. It is an independently produced show. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Feel free to write a review of the podcast on whatever platform you use to ingest podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Blueberry, Spotify, whatever it is. And if you've done all of these things and you still want to help, then go ahead and just send me some nudes. All right? Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Yeah, I'm actually part Jewish. Now, enjoy today's episode. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Alright guys, welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. We are recording, and I believe this will end up being episode 204, and uh, very excited. Uh, I am going to go straight into it. This week's uh, a guest, and that way we're not going to do the normal segment, so we're just going to go straight into the, the, the wonderful conversation that has already begun, because I've gotten to hang out with, I'll just say who it is, gosh dang it. So, John Jacobs, uh, comedian. Uh, he's been on the podcast. You may have seen his face on several different things, whether it's uh, road rules or social media or, uh, you know, in eboard doing interviews, stand-up uh, comedy clips from London, uh, all over. Could have been that and much more. But very excited to have my friend John Jacobs back on the podcast, but also just hanging out here in Tampa. So, John, welcome. How you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing great. Good to be back. I also didn't realize that it was called the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Yeah. Very original name, though. <laughs> Does that even... make you second-guess coming oh, no, on the show? hilarious. 204 episodes. You couldn't come up with any sort of title at all. Just my name, Comedy Podcast. Yeah. There you go. That's everything. It, it, is, it is an eponymous... Podcast. Yeah, you're not, you know, don't dirty it up with anything else. Don't yeah. fuck with it with, uh, you know, too many tags or other things. Just yeah. Straight minimalism. Yeah. You know, it's like abstract art. Just yeah. Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. Yeah, this is the That's Jackson perfect. Pollock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, I don't know, you know. But, uh, hey, uh, freaking awesome to have you, John. Yeah, you good know, to be back. You picked me up from the airport. That was very nice. Yeah, man. Um, we, we did that, what, it was a Tuesday, it was, right? Uh, it was Monday, uh, yeah, Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon and, picked uh, you up. Yeah, we've had a couple meals together. That's been nice. We just yeah. played ping pong in your apartment complex. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a very nice apartment complex here in Tampa. Yeah, the futuristic corporate prison. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. The ping pong tables have metal nets, so yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and and uh, I have to admit, since John's probably too humble to say, John beat me in the one game. Uh-huh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Ten to eight. Dude, it was close though. Yeah, I was I was tough. Did you think you had me whenever I said game point? No, five I know you, you didn't even count right. Yeah, we're playing to ten. It was five to four. He goes game point. Yeah, you added the score. I added together. the score together. Yeah. Nine points totals. 
Yeah, so, we, we walked by the pool. Some guys thought we were in a band, and they thought we were twins. Yeah, so they asked if cool. we were twins, and I said, I, "He said you guys look like rock stars." I said, "Actually, we are. We're comedians." Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't look like he believed me. Did you sense that? I don't even think he heard. Oh, and he just was. Yeah, did they ask where we were playing? Is that what they said? He said, "Where are you playing tonight?" Like assuming we're automatically just playing. Yeah. Like it felt like a we little bit. Of a, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah it, felt, it felt like a little bit of like. A, yeah. Like. Um, like he was uh, not testing us, but kind of, you know he was kind of like yeah he was yeah I don't yeah being a dick really ble- yeah he was probably being a dick or yeah, something yeah. yeah I probably didn't believe we were comics yeah but yeah that was cool though yeah I like when people think I'm a rock star it's a good feeling yeah yeah you go, yeah it's like kind of like a rock star I mean it is and we both play music yeah we both know? do music yeah when I when people ask me what my life is like, I will sometimes say it's like being a low-level rock star. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like a very low-level... Yeah, because, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a low-level rock star in the sense of, like, when the shows go well, yeah, you feel like a star. Yeah. And if they don't, then you're like, nobody wants to be near you. (laughs) That night. But I'm sure you have uh, a lot more shows going well than don't these days. Yeah, I think so. We've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's really how the career goes when you do stand-up career. Even crazy to say that. But um, it's like that idea of like that math equation that gets closer to zero but never hits zero. <laughs> you know, where it's like things get better and better. You know, it's never perfect, but you get closer and closer to perfect. Yeah. So it's and zero like, being infinity, as in perfect. Yeah, yeah, which is just unattainable. Yeah. But it's the idea of like you know when you start doing comedy, maybe like one you know one out of every few shows is good, and then and then you get good, and then you know one out of every ten is bad. And then it, uh, suddenly it's like one out of every hundred is bad. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, okay, now you're like a 99% yeah. scorer here, which yeah. is ideal. Yeah. And I, another analogy I've used before, tell me if you like this one, it's uh, it's like uh, belts in karate. Sure. I would say like yeah. when you reach headliner, you're you're a black belt, but then there's like 12 degrees or more. Of totally. So yeah. Like, stripes and stuff. You're like oh, man. in that top 1% or top 3%, whatever you want to call it, but... Then there's an entirely new stratification of the mastery within yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, it feels like the hierarchy of stand-up is pretty much the first thing you'll ever start at that has any sort of professionalism. It is is a guest set. That's the beginning. You're gonna guest set. You'll get five minutes in the middle of a show. Yeah. If you're doing good in that, then you become a host. You're doing good in that, you become the feature, and then eventually you become the headliner. And then, but the thing is, like you know, guest set host, feature, they're all, like, pretty slim blocks, and then you become a headliner, and then it's just, like, this infinite thing. Yeah. Of, like, okay, no you're ceiling. at the top. Yeah, there's yeah. no ceiling, but now you're just in a higher space. Sorry about my, my phone's going off. No like, worries. by the way, I, uh, I taped, oh, this is not for, here, let me read what this says. Um, <laughs> Matthew, good start. <laughs> the Latino Democrats of Prince George's County are hosting a forum for U.S. Senate candidates for Maryland. So, basically, I should just reply to, like, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know who signed me up to this bullshit. Well, Matthew's definitely... uh, Matthew's not me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll put my thing on vibrate. It's hard to put my phone on vibrate right now because I've taped the Uh, edges of my phone. Yeah. Because I I don't have a case, but my phone is scratched and cracked and 
It, it's it, it gives it a little bit of dur- extra durability. Yeah, well, it smoothens the because I, I realized I'm like, oh, like all my fingers are scratched every day <laughs> because of that tape. Because of my no from the phone. Oh, because that, okay. there's just there's like scratches on the phone. Yeah, that cut me. yeah. So the tape, you know, softens the scratches. Yeah. So I don't think I've been scratching my days, my fingers for a few days. Yeah. Now. But well, you know, you could always get a new phone. I know. <laughs> I should get a new phone, but... They, I think they have a new iPhone being released. Yeah, now. this is the 12. They're on 15 now, I guess. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. you know, they'll do the same shit. And I hate I hate my phone. I hate that we have to touch it and use it. I hope that, you know, I dream of the day that I just don't have social media. But that's not something you can really do as a stand-up yeah. anymore. How would you envision that as a comedian? Out of curiosity. How, well, I guess the idea is, like, you, you literally can't exist as a professional comedian without social media. That's yeah. just not an option. Yeah. So I guess the ideal is just you have someone who does all that for you. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you can get to that level. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it literally doesn't seem possible to exist as a successful comedian without social media, which is such a bummer because, like, you know, you think of all the legends back in the day, it's like, you know, somebody like Mitch Hedberg probably would never... Yeah, like, sign up for any of this dog shit. Even though he would be like a superstar on Twitter, you know, all his shit is perfect his, for that form. Oh yeah, because he's a short one-liner. He that was his style. Was a lot of yeah, just super clever, cerebral, silly one-liners. I, I see you posting a lot of Mitch Hedberg clips. Yeah, so I had I had access to an unaired Mitch Hedberg pilot he filmed for MTV because we did a documentary about Mitch Hedberg's friend. And performing partner, a guy named Possum Man. And yeah. he was also a really abstract guy. But he had, like, the only VHS copy of this unaired Mitch Hedberg pilot. So we used some clips for the documentary, but, you know, years later we still had it. And I realized, like, oh, there's probably some stand-up footage of Mitch that's never been seen and jokes that have never been used. So and I you have the rights have. to that? Well, nobody has the rights to it. I guess, like... If you put up the whole thing, it'll get taken down, so the rights exist somewhere. But it's the thing now of, like, if you put something in vertical format and it's just a few seconds and you subtitle it, now you've doctored it enough where it's not the original footage. Yeah, it's kind of like the way that all these people get away with putting out reaction videos. Like, you could put, like, an entire Marvel movie up as long as, like, you're in the frame doing reactions. Really? Because, yeah, that, like, changes the rules where it's now a different... Video. So subtitles changed it enough? Subtitles changed it enough. Yeah, and plus oh. the vertical format changes it enough because that's not what it was. Yeah. So now it's a different, it's a completely different video. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize formatting, f- formatting is different than editing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that formatting is actually considered. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like an enhancement or it's like some sort of change where it's now considered different footage. Wow, that's that's wild. Well, yeah. Either way, very cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch those all again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it's amazing, and you know the com the comments and the the reactions from people have been nice. And um, are they know, better than the comments you get from your stand? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, like the the brand All Things Comedy, which is you know Bill Burr and Alan Madrigal's you know brand they started and they produce specials. They shared. Uh, the Mitch Hedberg clips I put out, and, and they credited me. For oh, really? Out they they shared ones. some of the, the yeah, they shared some of the Mitch Hedberg jokes. Be- and because what I did was when I rewatched the pilot, uh, all the stand-up that Mitch was doing, I, I googled every joke he had done, 
And there were like three jokes he did that didn't exist on the internet. So I thought, oh my God, like I really have jokes that no one's ever heard Mitch Hedberg tell before. So I put them up and people are like, you know, amazed. And they're like, I never thought I'd live to say, like, see the That's day. That's cool. You're doing the world it. a favor. Yeah, it, it does feel, you know, I, I feel really good about it. Because it's like, I was able to put out, you know, new material from one of the greatest comedians ever. That, you know, most likely never would have come out. So that's nice. And, and and a couple of the clips are doing really well on my Instagram, which is nice. Give, give me an example when you say do do well. like what? Um, for Yeah. I used to consider like millions doing well, but ever since it's gotten super saturated and all the views are much more divided. Like the, the Mitch Hedberg clips that are doing well for me are at like 60,000 and 40,000. Yeah. Yeah. Before, uh, it's crazy. Like when I first started doing TikTok... And Instagram reels and Facebook reels. I used to get millions of views so much easier. Yeah. But I think it's because so many more content creators exist now over yeah. the last few it's, years. It's, it's oversaturated. I, I also noticed, for me, I started getting traction once the reels were getting pushed by Instagram. You know, once uh-huh. it came out and it became like, okay, they want to... They would reward you. Yeah. It would hit the algorithm easier. Okay. So I've noticed that... My videos, it's harder and harder to hit the algorithm. Like, there was one point where I'd upload the same video. Yeah. And my phone's dinging every five seconds with yeah. a new like and a new, you know, whatever. Yeah. But and then, formatting is crazy with it, too. Yeah, you can keep going. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes it really is as simple as, like, what size the font is, what color the font is, that can trigger it being picked up or whatever. By the algorithm? Yeah. So, yeah. it's it's insane. Like, you could have an amazing clip, but, like... You know, the shading on the font is weird, and that throws everything off. Yeah. So it's insane, like, you know, how such minor details are playing such a huge role in whether or not people see what you're making. I know, and it's, I I, I assume, I don't work for Meta, but I assume there's not a person who controls it, it's a computer system, right? Yeah, Uh, if if there's any sort of pattern or any things I've seen over the years, it does feel like uh, images that have a lot going on in them seem to be picked up more. Like, my street videos that have done the best, like, just literally based on, like, a color basis, there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of color. So it, it looks... It, it, it incorporates those things from the entire video or from the thumbnail? I think from the entire video. Okay. Yeah, lots a lot of, of movement, movement, lots of colors. And, yeah, it, it really... It, it feels like it's tripping, like, a, a system or something where the AI, whatever, is scanning these things. Is like, oh, you know, lots of color, lots of movement. This Isn't is it crazy like. that we're... <laughs> we're playing to a robot. We're playing to a robot. Yeah, that's who we're trying to impress now. Isn't that interesting, though? Oh, it's it's that, a little bit hate scary. It. It's, yeah, it's concerning. so gross. I know. And, it's, uh, and it feels like it's only going to get more and more like this. But, you know, it'll continue to branch in both directions where, you know, people are going to love more the gritty authentic stuff that doesn't have anything to do with pleasing the algorithm. Yeah. And then it'll go the other way where there is this stuff that strictly pleases the algorithm. And Yeah, we were talking about earlier, I was talking about, I saw a a reel about a kid who posts a hundred TikToks an hour. Yeah, because he has AI. Yeah, he has AI and he has a couple programs. And a scary thing too, which I didn't mention, was one of the programs that he puts it into that cuts it up into clips uh, this program is able to, to rate the, vi- the virality of each clip. And based on the clips it cuts, it can predict which one of the clips will do the best. So of that's its own creation? Yeah, of its own creation. 
it, it knows probably based on those same things of like color and movement and, you know, tone. I'm sure sound waves play an issue in there too. So, well, talk about <laughs> kind of like a soulless thing. Yeah. Like to, to clarify for the listeners, John and I both aren't doing that. We both no, disagree we, yeah, with it. Like, we like to make things based on how we feel yeah. and what we like and what we believe is good yeah. and what speaks to us. Yeah, we, we both kind of agreed immediately that I'm not signing up for the AI thing that sends out a hundred yeah. different versions of myself. I might. That a computer makes? Are you, are you considering it? Oh, yeah. Just to, like as an experiment, maybe to make a separate... TikTok, you know, make a separate account just to yeah. see what happens, you know? <laughs> compete with yourself. Yeah, compete with compete myself. Compete with the AI version yeah, of yourself. robot versus me. <laughs> as long as they're both putting out me, fuck it, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll just make a separate account that's called, like, AI John Jacobs. You know what the scary thing is, though? How are we going to, in the future, know what's real and what's not, then? When oh, we probably won't. I mean, especially with the deepfake stuff now, too, where it's, like, so many videos look legitimate. Like, there's so many videos of, like... You know, Joe Biden singing rap songs and they look and sound real. And it's it's entertaining, but yeah, it's going to be very... That was like a joke I tried the other day where it's like, you know, this is my impression of a guy getting caught cheating in 2030. You know, babe, it was a deep fake. That's not me. (laughs) So like, that's literally how it's going to be. That's actually really concerning. Uh, It is. Especially politically. Oh, sure. That brings a whole new meaning to the term fake news. Oh, yeah. Literally fake everything. But yeah, speaking of like the AI thing and with comedy and editing and posting content, I do think about like, yeah, the way it can break down everything so deeply is like, you know, it's fun for us to talk about comedy and break down comedy. But if you break down something so much, then it does literally just become, you know, numbers and factors and there's no, there's nothing anymore. It's like, you know, it's like ingredients to a food. So you're saying it's, you think... By overanalyzing, by overanalyzing it, it it's not. Yeah, there's nothing anymore. Where it's it's yeah, it's just cold. It's just pieces. It's not none of it's alive. Where yeah, where it's like even in making food, like a lot of the ingredients on their own can be good, which is kind of what you do when people break down stuff just in podcasts and talking. But then if like you break things down on a molecular level, then there's no taste anymore. These are just atoms. So it feels like that's what AI is going to do with everything to break things down to literally the smallest points and then building them back up from nothing on their own. Yeah, well, that's an interesting perspective, and I certainly hope uh, that uh, things work out okay with this whole AI future because it yeah. it is uh, it is uh, concerning. Uh, I don't think it's automatically terrible, but it has the no. capability. It's just like anything, you know, with great response, yeah. with great power comes great responsibility and AI is a powerful tool. So are we going to, are we going to be like, careful? Well, it's and, like the same as the internet. It's yeah. like when the internet came out, that's crazy. Now it is so huge in every direction where it's like, you know, the positives of the internet and you know, that's led to all the apps and that's led to everything. But then, you know, then it also leads to the dark web and all that other crazy shit. So, yeah. yeah, it's just about what we choose to do with it. But, you know, bad stuff is always going to exist. So people who do bad things are just going to have a new platform to do bad things. Yeah. yeah. But that's just the risk of anything ever. So, and yeah, so it's like, you know, there's no point in trying to hold back progress for the sake of preventing evil. It's like guns, you know? Who knows what the world would be like if there was no guns? 
would it still be just swords? Would like just the strongest people run the world because they can kill people the easiest? Like who knows? Yeah, it's a lot to. I don't even like hearing that. Is hard to even have an opinion because it's 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 a lot to kind of. Yeah, it's like you can't even imagine it. Yeah, but no, it's been uh, it's been cool hanging out. We uh, we talked about a lot of different stuff. One of the things that I think is really cool, uh, at least. Uh, one of the things I think is really cool, and I think it would be really cool to share with the listeners, especially since our last episode together, which I don't remember if it was exactly a year ago well, or kind of... Probably, yeah, probably multiple years, maybe. It might have been two years ago. Yeah. But uh, John moved... Uh, earlier this year, he moved to London for a couple months. Yeah. So that was something that we were talking about when I picked you up from the airport, and would love to have you tell... You know, the sure, listeners a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I spent four months in London. It was amazing. I lived in central London uh, in Soho. I lived above the Phoenix Arts Club Theater. And, yeah, I performed a ton. Top Secret Comedy Club. I started my own room at Spice of Life every Tuesday, which still happens. Um, yeah, comedy felt more fast-paced. It felt like a much higher level of talent. It felt more important. It felt like the city cared about it. Whereas, you know, a place like Florida, comedy is very low on the, you know, the totem of things people give a shit about in general. What's number one? Boats? Yeah. Boats, beach. Yeah, probably beach, tits, hot chicks. <laughs> I was going to say. Drinking, partying, strippers, the casino, sports. Like, gambling is, no, I mean, like, stand-up is probably, like, the 30th thing on a list of shit to do in Florida. Whereas, like, a comedy show in London is, like, a top five, top ten thing. Because they just hold art and performance in such a high regard. Because it is a destination city for entertainment and for art. So, people come from all over the world to be entertained by yeah. stuff in London. Whereas, it's, Florida is not a destination place for performance at all. Yeah, yeah, London is one of the best comedy scenes in the world, from 100%. my understanding. Yeah, I, I put it number three behind New York and L.A. Really? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because it's so big and it's so international and it's so prestigious. And there's enough industry where there's, you know, five to six comedy programs on TV every night that are using London talent. So, yeah, there's the opportunities, there's the competition, and yeah, there's... There's the prestige of people caring. There's just the weight. There's the respect for comedy out there. That's not here at all. Yeah, the audiences are much smarter, for sure. Much, you know, much more attentive, much better comedy palette. Whereas, I mean, here you do so many shows where the audience, they won't even, like, know there's a show going on until the show starts. Like, <laughs> like so many of these bar shows, and so, you know, it's like, you do so many shows here where people just aren't even there for comedy, which is such a weird deal. To be a performer and you're trying to play to a crowd that like didn't know did, that it doesn't there. yeah didn't know what was happening doesn't care for it doesn't even particularly want to be there. There's so many shows in Florida where you're trying to win over the audience from the beginning of the show. That does develop uh, a skill set though. It does. It develops a skill set for sure, which is nice. But yeah, like it felt like almost every show in London, you get up and they're so happy. You're already crowd surfing. Yeah, they they're just so happy the show is going on. They're so pumped to be there. So yeah, it's it's definitely a different feeling. And yeah, to come back again and see it, you know, it it does just feel more like a vacation place. And I mean, I can't believe that I spent 
as much time here as I have. And I, you know, I, yeah, it's like, I loved it and I was comfortable and I got to have a lot of fun, but yeah, I don't know. It's a trade. Yeah. It's like we were talking about living in LA versus living here. It's like you're sacrificing happiness to go for the dream of greatness in comedy. But you know, is it worth being miserable for so long? In my opinion, and not only that, but the landscape has changed, in my opinion, enough to where it's not as important to be in L.A. anymore. I feel yeah. that I can get further. For example, like, every day I'm more productive here than I am during a day in New York. For sure. Like, yeah. I can get more done because the energy required to just survive there in yeah. person is much different. greater. Yeah, So I'm, sure. I'm more creative here. I'm more able... And we live in a, in a digital age where content hopefully before AI ruins it, yeah. is the, is the, you know, yeah, content is king yeah, and you're following. So guys, follow us both. If you don't already yeah, follow us both, meetspin.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of that though, and speaking of, uh, the difficulty of some shows in here, I have to go back for one second, if I could to the strip club. Like, show. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about yeah. that for a second. Cause yeah. you, uh, you put together, uh, a mic, at a strip club. We called it a show. It was just an open mic at a strip club. Are we allowed to say which one? Doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. I don't even remember which one it was. I think it was Emperor's. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, Emperor's. We, we went out there. Man. I showed up a little bit late. And the format, oh, from man. what I could remember, yeah. was one comic, one stripper, one I comic, think it was, one stripper. I think it was two to three comics, then a stripper. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was two to three comics, then a stripper. And yeah, I think there was maybe 12 comics, and this would last for about two hours or so. But yeah, and I was, I, I think every single comic besides one got off early because it was such a brutal room. I think I stayed on until you forced me to get off. I think, stage. yeah, you might have been the only, maybe, I think you and. Gene by Gene were the only comics who actually did their time. Yeah, I was like everybody else. <laughs> it felt like I was in space and I was just shooting <laughs> lasers that weren't bouncing off anything. They were going <laughs> infinitely. Yeah, you know how space is expanding forever. Yeah, my jokes were expanding oh, forever from that. Yeah, moment. I mean, I remember you doing your time, and you know, tr- everybody was trying. Yeah, 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 but it was so tough, and yeah, a, a, like a couple people got some pops every now and then, but. It was such a strange thing to do yeah. because the crowd was so uninterested during the comedy. And I would try to make some jokes about it where I was like, you know, this is your alibi for the night where like your girl's like, where were you? And you could be like, I was at the comedy show. And, you know, <laughs> you're not lying. Yeah. But so like, you know, it, yeah, it was one of the shows where just playing on how bad it is is going to be the biggest laughs. Yeah. Just, yeah. Being aware of what's happening. Well, I tried to make a joke about our hair. Do you uh-huh. remember? So I don't, I don't you probably don't remember, but I mentioned how we look, our hair looks like Jesus uh-huh. and the mic cut out when oh. I said Jesus. Oh, and I was like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> and then I said, I tried to repeat myself uh-huh. to like, and then like somehow either the, the guy who was on the God mic or whatever, uh-huh. somehow I got disrupted again. And I was like, I don't think the word Jesus is allowed in this. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. God's not allowed in the comedy club. <laughs> yeah, there's either there's AI preventing yeah. this word from being spoken or something. But for yeah. some reason it was not. Uh, Dude, that's so funny. I've had a well, couple of moments like that where I've done jokes where I, I realized later that I, I should have never done them in the first place where it gets stopped by some thing. Like, I, I was doing some joke about the Holocaust and the mic cut out, and, you know, 
and I just stopped doing the joke and I go and I realized later I'm like oh yeah you know that holocaust joke was never gonna work no matter what yeah so I'm like so it's probably it was like a potential blessing in disguise perhaps oh totally yeah I was I was I'll say the joke because I don't care and you know it's bad and I recognize it but it's still there's something funny to it who is it is it bad toward a particular group of people, or...? I mean, yeah, it's just, like, a very insensitive joke <laughs> to uh, say about Jewish people in general. But it's, the joke is that it's, like, obviously I don't believe this. I'm being sarcastic. But I was just talking about the pandemic, because this was, like, right after COVID. You know, Florida never really stopped, but shows have just started back up. And I was saying about how, like, COVID wasn't that bad, no big deal. And I go, you know, it says it killed, like... Five million people so far. No, I, I guess COVID at the time probably killed over a million people in the world. And I go, but you know, there's still a line of Chick Fil A. Like, if there's still traffic. Like, you know, it didn't really make a dent on the population. It's really not that big a deal. I mean, and then I, and then I, the joke is something like, yeah, you know, six million people died in the Holocaust, and uh, and there's still way too many Jews in the world. So <laughs> it's not. It didn't really do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and you're coming from the perspective, obviously. Everyone knows you're joking. You're coming yeah. From, you don't actually still, it. yeah, It's not like Kanye not. West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's just saying that line in general is like, oh, yeah, that's probably never going to be worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. never going to be a big enough laugh where it should be told. Yeah. So, yeah. I, the mic cut out right when I was like, yeah, you know how many Jews died in the Holocaust? And then the mic cut. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess that's probably... A sign not to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's interesting how the universe will stop something you're saying from yeah. happening, which is a good thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh maybe I'll cut that joke out. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I know. God forbid I get on something one day and that cancels me, right? Yeah, well, I'm worried about all the podcasts I've done because I've done so so many over the years and I'm sure in there there's enough for me to have opportunities ruined. Which is a shame, but hopefully people don't bother to find or go back or see whatever. Yeah, I also think that we're coming out of an era where... I mean, if someone clearly did something wrong, I think there needs to be accountability, of course. Sure. But um, I think that... I think that whole cancel culture thing was, we went a little too far with society. Like, there should be some canceling. Like, you know, Harvey Weinstein... um, uh, Bill Cosby, like those are that's mm. clear. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's evil. Obvious. That's yeah. evil. You know, like that's you don't fucking do those things, right? Yeah, but those, jokes should. Yeah, jokes yeah, should really like, have it's their like, com- It should be known that we're comedians. If if someone actually organized some sort of a hate thing or or hated towards someone, yeah. that's very concerning. Yeah, but like when it's clear that we are out here as jesters. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're, 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 we're jesters. We're not, yeah. we're not like organizing a march against somebody. Yeah. And, um, and I also think about like, you know, I've also been like, you know, a guest or doing a podcast since like, since I'm like 21. And it's like shit you say when you're 21 is definitely not, you know, yeah, are completely we, we should be allowed to sensitive. grow. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like shit you say at 21 should really be held against you. Like, you know, you get some better sensibilities and, you know, you learn, oh, okay, maybe that's not that worth the joke or worth pushing. But yeah, yeah so everybody grows, but yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried about cancel no. culture. Yeah, yeah, I don't think really anything bad would happen. I don't think I've said anything in the past that's really bad. But yeah, it, it's just funny to 
think about or yeah weird 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 life weird deal yeah well that's cool uh so you got some shows that you're gonna do while you're here I you've do. already done some I've, yeah i've yeah. done a few mics so far and uh i've got a big show tomorrow at centro Storiano, which is exciting in ebor yeah big yeah. beautiful theater in ebor so i'm excited for that and then, yeah yeah headlining a sunday at snappers and doing a don't tell show and doing a showcase at st pete brewery awesome so, yeah so and, you know mostly this this was just to come see friends again and you know hang yeah. out with everybody and you're you're not only getting lots of stage time though like i wouldn't even downplay it because you're you're doing a lot while you're here thanks you know? yeah so. i'm doing a lot but yeah i really just wanted to like see my friends and you know Spend just I don't know yeah I guess kind of remember what it what it's like here yeah six months away I go yeah what was it like yeah for so long well also you you didn't just live in London you lived in DC yeah I lived in DC for two months so that's where I've been the last two months and yeah very cold corporate city very you know professional you know it feels very tame and not exciting whereas you know Florida obviously has a lot of color and flavor and stuff yeah so yeah it's nice to be back in a in a place where, like, being openly wild is, like, fine. Yeah. Because nobody is, like, this in D.C. Do they... Do you come across a lot of people with long hair in D.C.? No, not really. Yeah. But you know what you say? <laughs> you say, guess who had long hair? If they're judging, you say, oh, every single founding father. Yeah, true. Of the yeah. United States yeah, of America. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. George Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, they had long hair. Uh, what the hell? So yeah, wigs and shit too. Yeah, I, one of the looks that I that I think is really cool to rock is the skirt. Do you know what that is? It's the a, skirt. It's, it's called a skirt, and it's uh, it's it's hair underneath the chin grown oh, out. Jeez, sure. But, but shaved the way we're shaved. Okay, yeah. Things, but under under. So under like an hair. Amish thing, kind of. I guess maybe. Wow. Yeah, they called that the skirt, and That's it was hilarious. like popular. It's like a sign of like. Um, uh, e- Eliteness, really? I guess. I, I okay. guess. I don't know. Like, like a lot of people in the government, <laughs> yeah, had skirts. Yeah, it's funny to think of. Yeah, what was popular back then, or what was yeah. used to signify importance. There's a. They have these uh, wigs online. I like wigs for my sketches sometimes, and uh-huh. I saw like some founding father hair. Oh, sure, yeah. And I've been so tempted to get that. I mean, we've been That's talking about. Great. Yeah, I've been telling you to get that. I was telling you today that yeah, props you know, are dope. I've been kind of going back and forth between the idea of cutting my hair and yeah, yeah. And I was thinking like, uh, if I could just press a button where I get to choose each day right. what to have, it would be a yeah. lot easier to cut my hair in that case. Because it's like, okay, t- today I'll rock the short hair, tomorrow I'll rock the long. Yeah, you know, and then you can have it. But you know, just such a permanent change is daunting, especially when you've it had is. it for so long. Yeah. But um, maybe if I cut my hair. The founding father wig will like at least give me. Yeah, a, you'll have an option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. You know, yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, I could see cutting it soon. I don't know, seven years, long time. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, change is good every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Because hopefully it comes back. I have no idea. I don't. Know I know that's kind of how I feel. I'm yeah, I, it's like, I, I hope my hairline has. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared if I cut it, it'll just be yeah. over forever. Yeah, that's how which I feel. Is scary to think about. Yeah, but at the same time, it's always good to not live in fear, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah, okay. not, yeah. Don't need to hold on to something. Yeah, a lot of people do that with their relationships. Oh yeah, people hold on to bad relationships forever (laughs) out of fear that they can't do better. Sometimes, yeah, totally. I think that happens 
a lot. And yeah. I'm not judging anyone who's done it. I think we've all probably naturally either experienced it at one point or whatever. I think it's human nature at some point. So I'm not judging anyone. If anyone's hearing yeah. this right now and they're like starting to sweat because they're like, <laughs> right. I think that's me right yeah. now. Don't worry. We've, we've all been there. Yeah. And just uh, my best advice, I guess, is consider doing what's actually in your heart, you know? And yeah. Then, it's just years of experience and, yeah, going through stuff and you learn and you change. And, yeah, there's been so many, you know... There's been tons of experiences where you go, oh, that sucks or that's tough, but, you know, you learn and you keep going. Yeah. That's, that's the joke, you know, you go, I, I don't lose, I learn. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you yeah. know, can apply to anything. Yeah. I never lose, I just learn. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of being human, right? Yeah. Recognizing things, patterns, and then adjusting. Yeah, acting uh, on, you know, results of stuff you've done before. Yeah. Which, again, sounds like AI talk. I know, I was right? going to say that. Yeah, it sounds exactly like AI yeah. talk. But, so, but we're all part AI. <laughs> well, in a way, the analytical side of our brain, yeah, yeah, and memory. We have, yeah, we have memory. memory. That was a joke I had too. Where I want to say, like, in the future, we're all just gonna have like a Google brain that'll have like a, set, a certain set of memory, and like you'll have to call up a chick and be like, "Hey, are you gonna keep the memory of our first date?" Because like I was gonna get rid of it. And I didn't know if you know. Absolutely, she yeah. better keep that shit. Yeah, you hope yeah. so. You go, I don't have space in my plan to like save this. I gotta get rid of some memories. Oh man, Which, that's depressing. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, probably won't happen. It might with you know Neuralink or whatever. You know, Elon Musk at one point was trying to create an interface. I think with uh, a computer in one's brain. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, it's still that's the Neuralink. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. They like did it on pigs or something. I, I think it, they like tried it on pigs. How did that go? I think it killed every pig. Really? Yeah, I think that was the story that came out. It was like Elon Musk has killed five hundred pigs trying wow. to put chips in their brain. I don't think Nicolas Cage would like that very much because have you seen the movie no, Pig? I didn't see it, but I remember the the title. Yeah, yeah. He Can liked I, his pig, so he he had a truffle pig that he loved, and uh-huh. it was his best friend and they lived in the woods he kind of went off the grid and uh-huh. just kind of moved out to the woods grew his hair out like us yeah yeah and just did his thing with his pig and he made money because of the pig uh, truffles sure. yeah so anyway i'm not going to give too much away but he someone stole the pig at one point and he was on a a wild goose chase or a wild uh-huh. pig chase yeah uh, to try and find this pig and my favorite line of the entire movie because you know you just never know what's going to come out of Nicolas Cage's mouth, but yeah. he literally said, and it's funnier with no context, but yeah. at one point he goes, no, I did not fuck my pig. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So Somebody accusing him of fucking yeah. pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, how great. come you like this pig so much? Yeah, why do you <laughs> like it so much? Did you fuck it? Yeah. That's great. So, so yeah. No. But, uh, yeah, Nick Cage is a superstar. Yeah, man. Might as well be. Did you see... Uh, the unbearable weight of oh, no. uh, I want to. You should it's, check yeah, it out. It like, sounds great on the next plane ride. Okay, or yeah, yeah. It, it looks really good. Yeah, Damn. he um, guys. The guy is really something. He's intriguing. You know who? You know Mike Rivera? Yeah, he met or he didn't meet Nicolas Cage, but he uh, he saw him once like, okay. in the Bahamas. Oh, cool. So he was like, they were in each other's presence. Yeah, you know that's nice. And. Uh, it was, it was just, it was kind of interesting to kind of like hear, yeah. I think he said, I think it was like a hot day, he said Nicolas Cage was like wearing long sleeve flannel. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. And I think he said something like, uh, he said that if I'm remembering this correctly, and I hope I'm not debauching it for Mike, uh, so this is my recollection of, you know, through Mike, but I think he said that at one point Nicholas, uh 
turned to someone who was working there, like on, they were on a pier or something, mm-hmm. and he spoke to that person as if they knew his son. He was there with his son. Okay. He was like, Kal-El uh, wants to feed the starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like like they know yeah, like automatically. They, just yeah, like, he uh, assumes what? that they know yeah, that that's Kal El. Yeah, yeah. He wants to feed the starfish. Yeah. So yeah. that always made me laugh because it's like it's just in your world, I guess everyone Everyone knows, knows Sam and his family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, damn. Kal El wants to feed the starfish. That's hilarious because yeah, most of the time he's probably right. Yeah, and everybody's like, of course, whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need, Mr. Kal-El. Do you think I look like Nicolas Cage or no? Maybe not look like him, but the, I think the voice is pretty good. Oh, really? And maybe you look a little bit like him. Good, because I don't want to look like him. Everyone tells me I look like him and I do jokes yeah, about really it. I see it. But, you know. Yeah, the voice is pretty I don't think, I don't, I want to look, you know, I, I mean, not to put him down, I'm, I'm a heterosexual guy, but, you know, if I could choose uh, a Hollywood celebrity to look like a, yeah, naturally. It looks skinny. strange. Yeah. yeah. It would be, you know, not Nicolas Cage probably, yeah. but, but it's good for comedy. Right? Sure, yeah, it is good for comedy. Yeah, he so. looks kind of like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, you say you look like yeah. I mean, I get up and I'm like, yeah, hey, that's be you know, good to be here. I'm Caitlyn Jenner or whatever. <laughs> and you know, I don't think I look like Caitlyn Jenner. I just have long hair and I'm a yeah. dude. So, but it's an easy laugh. Everybody likes it every time. Yeah, yeah, good to be here. My name's Caitlyn Jenner. Everybody loses their mind. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I don't think I've heard you do that one, but that's funny. Oh yeah, I love when I'm Caitlyn Jenner and. Yeah, tons of stuff about what I look like. I have, like, pages and pages of what I look like, which is, like, so funny and dumb. And I thought one day it'd be funny to, like... But maybe before I cut it, I, I, I wanted to, like, film something. It's just, the set is just me doing shit I look like for, like... That would be know, fun. 10, 20 minutes. Well, you talked about doing abstract stuff. That's like yeah, that's a good abstract one. Yeah. Outside the box, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if there's any cooler place to do it outside of, like, a comedy club or just doing it on stage. But yeah, it would be funny, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just called, like, the what I look like special or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that'd be a good, f- maybe I do it, and then at the end of it, I shave all the hair off on stage. Oh, like, now I don't look like any of that. <laughs> I don't look like any of that shit anymore. And yeah. It just ends. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah. time is over. Yeah, that time. That, that's a that's That'd a, be a good way to. Yeah, yeah. Either that or my plan, which is to donate it to yeah. Blocks of Love. Oh, I guess you could still you technically do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put it in a bag or whatever. Well, I think you have to tie it. You have okay. to tie it, and it ha- when it's cut, it has to be together. Okay. Either in a braid or like huh. in a hair tie or okay. a couple hair ties. I'm sure, we could figure this out. Yeah, it's yeah. a little intriguing <laughs> and interesting. But yeah, that would definitely maybe get some people to. You know, think about the see that. Go, yeah. huh, what is this? <laughs> Who is it? Why? What did he just do? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a comic do that. <laughs> Shave their head on stage. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. With a my... couple of hair ties. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll do that at the end of my set Sunday at Snappers. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I still want it for the performing in front of the White House. Ah, and stuff. that's right. You got that's that the last on. project I want to have long hair for. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or is that kind of se- top um, secret? It's not secret. Is it classified now? Speaking I of just Washington, do political material in front of the White House, the Capitol, and the Supreme Court because it performs street performing. Yeah, street performing. Yeah, yeah I, like at this point in my you life, know, I think I've performed on the street like you know maybe around thirteen to fifteen times, which is just funny because you go, that's a lot of times to perform on the street. And yeah. it's like, you know, after that many times performing on the street, you got to start making some decisions. You know, like what am I doing? 
But no, I love it, and I I think the more I do it, the more fun it is, and the better it gets. And yeah, how do you begin that process? Like, because I do it too sometimes. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. But like, how do you just start? How do you just? Because that's uh, um, like it's easy to have a microphone and show yeah. and and be doing comedy. Yeah. But how do you do? You rally people? Do you? Well, the first one I ever did was like I made this special called Plane Train. And I did stand up on a train at the airport all day long. Yeah. And that was just like an idea and I'd never performed on the street and I just thought it was a cool idea, especially, you know, being in a confined space like a train at the airport. So that was the first like public street type performance thing I'd done. And then, you know, that went well and that was fun. So I was like, okay, what else? Well, I think I did the next one because like it it got, um, you know, my friends liked it and my friends thought it was funny, but... One of my friends put it on Reddit, and I guess all these people were, like, trashing it, so it was, like, the worst thing ever, and and some, and I guess one of the comments was, like, you know, he's only getting away with it because he's in, like, a confined space, and people can't get away, and, like, you know, if he was doing this in public, he'd get killed, or... What? So I was, like, that's okay. A, that's an intense... Yeah, mean, yeah, mean brutal a little bit. So I was, like, okay, then let me do it in Ebor, like, in public, and prove yeah. that it's not just in a confined space, so I can make it work. Did it go well? Yeah, it went great in Ebor. Yeah, that, so I did Plane Train, and then the second one I did was called Steak Break, where I just performed all day, and the, the idea was, like, I'm having... It's, like, all this mental back and forth in my head that I'm voicing over while I'm doing this performance, where I'm, like... You know, is anything I'm doing worth it? Like, is this a waste? Because the idea was, like, I wanted to perform in the street and raise enough money to buy a steak at the restaurant across the street (laughs) to, like, prove that what I was doing was valuable. Yeah. And then uh, the fun twist at the end of the movie is uh, I performed all day in the street, and it's nighttime now, and, you know, I've raised, I don't know, something like 16 to $20 or something. And I'm like, this is enough money to buy a steak. You know, I'm good now. I did it. And um, so then I go back the next day with the money and I'm going to buy my steak and I have all my money in the hat that I was performing. And um, so I go up to the restaurant and I'm, you know, having this inner monologue that's being voiced over. Yeah. And then I, I just go, uh, I go, you know, this isn't what I should be doing. I don't need to buy a steak to prove I'm valuable. And then just the first homeless guy who was near me, I just hand him the hat full of money. Really? And that's the end of the movie. Where I just wow. Yeah, so I performed all day long to just, you know, just to give it to some homeless guy. And it's funny because I still see the homeless guy every now and then. Does I saw he, him a couple of days ago. You guys smile at each other? Yeah, I don't think he remembers it at all. Yeah. He was probably out of it. But every time we see him, the joke with like me and my friends... I'm always like, wow, that $16 has really lasted a long time. Huh? <laughs> years later. That's, yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, you always... Yeah. That's, first of all, it's very kind of you to do that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good twist and, you know, a nice little fun moment. Yeah. To, you know... To, where it's like, you know, it's the idea is like, that's more meaningful than buying a steak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, just actually. imagine if everyone in the world did... Uh, more of that, you know. Yeah. Like, imagine how much. Um, sure. If giving was a little bit more prevalent, just imagine like yeah. the the effect that that would have. That. Or imagine if everybody was a street performer too. Yeah, <laughs> that'd thought. be an oversaturated yeah. market. The street is full of hundreds and hundreds of people performing, just doing crazy shit, which would probably be pretty cool. But also, there is nobody. Uh, well, like it was nice to do it in London because there's tons of people doing street performance, but in in you know, Tampa, like, Ybor City, there's nobody, like, doing street programs. Yeah. 
So speaking of, I have a wireless amp around here somewhere that I really oh, like. Nice. I invested in a Bose one. Okay. So whenever, so guys, no, we we're gonna we're yeah. planning on going to yeah. St. Pete Pier sometime soon to do this, uh, and uh, I'll bring my Bose out. It's a it's a nice little one. It's a, it's a good one. It's, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love so, that. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I think something like next Saturday or next Sunday would be good, or, or next Friday, depending yeah. on your schedule. Cool, man. Really, anytime. Because, yeah, just because I get into my Airbnb, like, late afternoon Sunday, so I won't really, like, have time or space to run over there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'd love that. That sounds great, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like, at the, off the top of my head, I, I feel great, but we can talk as long as you want, or at least... We can end it now. We could go to an hour. We could go past if it's... Yeah, I mean, this is probably plenty of time that yeah. people have heard. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Save Feel it good. for the next time. Yeah, I'll come back two years later and do a third one. All right. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, if you're good. Yeah, unless there's any, anything, anything else, else you specific. want to promote. Yeah, do you want to promote anything? Tampa News Force, you know. Check out my Instagram, Maybach Diamonds. Check out my YouTube, just my name. I don't know. John Jacobs, J-O-H-N-J-C-O... Yeah, if you're curious, yeah, if you want to see some of the shit we've been talking about, it's all up there. And when he, when he says Maybach Diamonds, it's uh, at M-A-Y-B-A-C-H-D-I-A-M-O-N-D-S. Yep, yep. Okay. Maybach Diamonds. Maybach Diamonds, guys. And the craziest part is I've had that name forever, and then in that song Royal by Lord, she says Maybach Diamonds. Oh, wow. Which is unbelievable. That is wow. what are the odds those two words would ever be back-to-back? Yeah. B-A-C-H. Yeah. Bach-to-Bach. Yeah, but, Yeah, wow. Yeah, which, she, yeah, which, she says Maybach Diamond. Which so I am a, I am a fan of classical. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I've been to uh, Vienna. Okay. So I'm a fan of all, nice. the, all those guys. Oh, um, yeah. I did want to say, uh, and we don't have to talk about this right now, but... And we, we don't need to go into detail, but, you know, I think it is interesting that we both appreciate Saturday Night Live. Oh, sure, yeah. And we both, you know, have expressed publicly that we'd like to be on the oh, show. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think that the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that, um, you know, I think sometimes the, you know, sometimes the only limits are the ones that we put in our minds. So when we don't create limits, then there really aren't any. Yeah. And... I think that it's possible that someday we'll be working together on Saturday Night Live in some I way, shape, or form. I hope so. I pray. I, I you know, I, I beg a bit. And, and it's funny, too, because I love SNL so much. And there's so many bitter comedians and, like, just bitter people in general where, like, sometimes I tell people, like, you know, my dream is to be on SNL in any capacity. And they're like, Psh, why? They're like, why do you want to do that? SNL sucks now. Who cares? Fuck that. SNL's dumb. And I'm like, you fucking losers. I'm like, yeah. SNL's the greatest. So, yeah, so many bombs. There's a lot of history, Yeah, too. so many losers just don't under, like, just think it's not cool, and it's like, you're nobody. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it, it could, who, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but sometimes that can come from, like, s- someone's self-doubt. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, it's just people who so. never have had anything work out for them, and their life yeah. sucks. And that's usually where most negativity comes from, yeah. is people's lives yeah. suck, and they, you know, so they want yours to suck, too. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, we're, you know, it's a beautiful, 30 Rock is, is, a, is an awesome studio, 8H, I got to be there a few times, and, uh, yeah. you know, my buddy, uh, uh, Wale, uh, uh, who worked for NBC, mm-hmm. uh, 
showed me around and, you know, was really good to me with that. I remember when we were in Saturday Night Live. He gave me a tour during the day, so no one yeah. was there at the time. Yeah. Maybe a couple of people, like, sweeping or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it wasn't, like, active at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember saying... Hey, would it be okay if I just like run over there and just like touch the stage, you yeah. know, where the musical guests are? Sure, yeah. And he's like, I, I would appreciate it if you don't. Oh, <laughs> damn. I was gonna say you should have tried to film something on this. Stuff. Oh well, he would have. Since he worked for trouble. NBC, yeah, because yeah. cameras are on. Oh, right. Like I, I don't want to yeah, take just anything did a monologue away from pretending. Yeah. I don't want to take away from my buddy in any way because, like, you know, he he was the one kind of escorting me through there, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to put him. Or his job in any Jeopardy, but if I yeah. was self-represented, like somehow oh, sure, yeah. out of there, and you, I'm you not representing that. anyone yeah. else, then of course, yeah, totally, yeah, I would oh, start yeah, my monologue. Do, do you have yeah. a, a potential monologue for? Oh, I, I think I've got like a full audition worked out in my head. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I've got plenty of stuff I would love to do for all of them. And, yeah. Yeah. So whenever that opportunity hopefully shows up. I'm, I'll be ready. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome, man. I love that. I, I wish that for you. Um, Thank you. And both I, of us. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I, I hope for it as well. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's in the universe, you know? Yeah. So it's the intention. The thought, I, yeah, the intention, the thought is out there. And yeah. It's going to be received. Yeah. I believe. I, I, uh, I had a dream that... Lorne Michaels and a bunch of cast members, I walked into a room and they were all watching my stuff. Oh, I guess wow. they were like vetting me or something. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that's me on the TV. Yeah. You know? And they all, the cast members knew me all the time, uh-huh. you know? Wow. And I remember Morpheus was there for some <laughs> okay, reason. Okay, like, yeah. Like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Like who, I don't think he was ever a cast member. No. Of Life, but yeah. I guess he was Morpheus in uh-huh. this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I don't, I think he was a huge dick to me, but okay. I, I treated him with respect. And then that was the test. Oh, wow. He's like, you won. Because, because you you're nice. So he's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like so funny. somehow in my dream, me not yeah. reacting negatively to his hate uh-huh. suddenly flipped his personality oh, to that's being great. extremely like down yeah. for yeah. Michael Oldroyd. You know, wow. So yeah. you know, you don't know what. You yeah, know, if there's any stock, I mean, dreams are weird. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't put stock. I'm not like a, a dream interpreter or like, right. oh, there has to be some meeting. Sure, sure. But it was interesting. Totally. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of dreams about Saturday Night Live. Have you? Huh. Have you had I've, dreams? On, I don't know. I've, just like I've had dreams where like suddenly everyone is watching. You yeah. know, like it yeah. was like it was like holy think, shit! Yeah. This is like, <laughs> yeah, like lights, yeah. camera, action, boom! Everyone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like yeah, and it, it's, um, yeah, and it can happen, and it's right there. Yeah, it's wild, man. And so. you know, writers and actors strike right now, so. I know, it'll be interesting. Do you know what the latest was that? No idea. You know, AI is part of that. Yeah. Because uh, AI is like taking over shit. The writing part. Yeah, the writing part and and like with extras. Yeah. They're like building, yeah, they're building out extras. fakes or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure, yeah, because they scan people's faces. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. They're like replacing actors with AI. That shouldn't be legal. But they signed a waiver. I yeah, think. yeah, sure. And yeah, if you sign something. But you know, like, just because someone makes you someone, sometimes you feel like you have to to get. Yeah, we talked they push about you that to sign stuff. earlier. I don't have to go into. What yeah, we're they, saying. yeah, they push you to do stuff. And, and you're yeah, because like, they you, said you want to be on the job, right? You want to be on the TV. You got to sign this. So they, yeah, they have no other choice because they really want the the spot. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 
It's wild, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why there's such a great importance to remaining an artist, right? Like yeah. Putting what's truly on the inside here and sharing that with the world. There's something yeah. beautiful about that. Yeah, I mean, there's always, always has Totally. Been. Yeah, not tailoring what you're doing specifically just to what you think people want. Or to an algorithm or to, yeah. you know. Just putting stuff out and, like, you know, hoping maybe. Not even, not even hoping they like it. Just hoping people, like, relate to it or something. Yeah. Hoping people, yeah. You know, one of my buddies in New York, Adam Christopher, makes a lot of, like, esoteric shit Mm -hmm. on his Instagram, Um, and it's really, it's fun, like, uh, he, you can tell that he doesn't give two fucks about the algorithm, (laughs) and it makes it really fun, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're not worried about anything at all. He's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just making, yeah, I'm just making comedy, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, I'm making what I like, totally. I love that. So yeah, I, I like yeah. I've got a lot of respect for people who just really don't give a shit at all about you know how they're received as long as they're happy with what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff, John. Yeah, yeah great nice stuff. With yeah, you, this man. was awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll play another game of ping pong. Yeah, let's do it. Hell uh, yeah, guys! Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, uh, always a pleasure, and uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks again, John. And thank you, man. Yeah. Take care, guys. Until next time. See you later, everybody. Yep. On the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. (laughs) Everything you could ever want. (laughs) All in one. Yeah, all in one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?